Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Hey, it's Monday, Monday Motivation, knowing where the heavenly bodies are for January 20th, 2020. Woo, 2020, 2020, all these 20s. So I've got a nice, long, not extremely long, but longer than usual podcast for you today because something quite interesting happened this weekend. So if you have a chance to take a few minutes out of your day and to listen to me why don't you go get a cup of coffee or some tea or some water or just a break in your day and I'll be right back to tell you where the heavenly bodies are what I have planned for the next few weeks and anything else that might strike my fancy (laughs) I'll be right back start with this little story that I have and then I'll start with the new news and then as usual at the end I will tell you where the heavenly bodies are so the first story is uh, as you know I'm on Instagram under the handle aka cloud and I have a few uh, students, I call them students because we're learning when we do consultations, but basically there's a very nice small group of people who invited me to do a Sky Astrology consultation with them, and it's been a really eye-opening experience for both of us, and because of the nature of this, these consultations I'm doing, which I found are kind of like a deep massage and a rebirth because they are so powerful and people are being like really awakened by the things that I see mathematically in their sky at the time of their birth. And so we have this rapport. I have added extra session on to the consultation so that I can be available for them when they have pressing questions because there's a lot of things come up in reply to the Western astrology and apply to what everybody says is happening in the sky, which really isn't. So, for example, one of my students kept hearing everywhere that Venus was in uh, Aquarius, I believe, and it's actually in Capricorn still. So I, even though I showed him on the Sky Location app, you saw, but I came across something that I could make and use as an example. Now, when you're a student of mine, you get the Q&A A to Z, which explains Sky Astrology, and one of them, G, I believe, tells you what glyph is and the real definition is that it's a collection of markings to convey one um you know representation so 
the age of the Aquarius is two wavy lines. So that's a collection. It's more than one uh, markings to tell you, ah, that's Aquarius. Like, in a way, like hieroglyphics, right? So I found out that in the process of, you know, researching, trying to think of a way to... um share why it's so important to know astronomically where the heavenly bodies are and to know the history of the constellations and how they are now zodiac signs would help explain. And as I was doing that and looking for things, I came across something I didn't know. And that was Libra. Okay. Libra. What is Libra? Oh yeah. It's the scales. It's the sign of Libra. Well, not only that, thanks to Mr. Facebook, he has named a cryptocurrency Libra. And the symbol, mind you, is, or the glyph, is three wavy lines. So I did this quiz you can do on Instagram. And I asked people after, you know, giving some hints and trying to explain what it zodiac is or constellation i gave them a choice i showed them libra mark Zuckerberg, which says the word libra and then next to it it has three wavy lines and i asked is this uh aquarius or is this a glyph and about 30 people answered and three people answered it's a glyph and two of those people were my students which i'm really happy about because it's the fact is, it's not Aquar. It's not Aquarius. But they, but you know, because we are used to seeing two waves as Aquarius. We we see three. We just assume that it's that, but it isn't. But that's not our fault, really. The fact is, is that if we don't have an understanding of the history of the meaning of these words, we are easily swayed to accept new meanings of them. And I say that because all the air signs have two lines. And that's really poignant that they have two lines. And so that would, you know, alarm bells would go off if you saw something with three lines. And if you were wondering why is Libra there and why is it's Aquarius isn't there, but still you transferring the idea, the thought process that that is Aquarius when it's neither really and that's confusing and that's the world we live in it's confusing when um western astrologers are saying this is happening in the sky right now or these are your um coordinates and positions of planets when you were born that are in your sky it's not and so the language is really important the etymology is really important and I felt really verified and happy that I made this course and that people understand these things and that I'm on the right track. And yeah, so I wanted to explain that without having to do all these slides, which I did in my Instagram stories. And the people who and participated, I want to thank you because I'm going to give you the link to this. I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to participate in this quiz and I can only invite you to follow me or leading to the next uh, event 
have a um think about getting a calendar from me yes so i'm going to gradually telling you about the calendar that i am grateful to be able to do with a fellow instagrammer and her name's anna and she takes pictures of the moon more or less every day and all the time and her feed is with the moon and i'll put her feed handle in the description so you can go there and follow her and i was just struck by the fact that you know she had a post where she said the fires were 14 kilometers away from her house so she was still sharing pictures of the moon and wishing for rain and i know how how impactful it is since social media came on the scene well no not even social media i would say live streaming because it's the live streaming that makes it possible for us to see things live and when you can see live say for instance the moon in someone's video live but also you can look up in the sky and see the same exact moon in your sky and knowing that it would take maybe eight hours to get to that person by plane you know by plane not car then it makes you think it makes I think it brings you closer together or I've had that experience and I thought well I invited her to 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 be a part of the calendar and to be the pictures there and she said yes and she wanted to waive her the sharing of the prophets and she suggested the firefighters eventually because you know it's not headline news today and thank goodness Australia had rain but there's you know these are the people on the front line these are the people who left their own families to help other people and they really need support and it doesn't matter how much it is i'm going to make a page i'm going to put a link there the fact is is that people make an effort it's the gesture to let people know that we are in this together and that you know we are all affected that we share our moon and we share our sun and just to get into practice for me, you know, I have very little. I'm struggling right now. But that does not mean that when I'm uh, working or doing my business and trying to make a living that I cannot simultaneously uh, share. Share a little bit. Not just, oh, wait till I have enough and then I'll share. No. I feel so passionate about this and that's why I do it. It's the gesture of sharing when you have nothing that is so powerful, I think. And it's not easy, let me tell you. But I think it's priceless. So, please, I will also put a link to where you can sign up for the membership. Because it's through the membership that you get the calendar. In a way, I'm not sure how to do it. It's like either you're paying for the calendar you're you're um you're really paying for a membership and the calendar is free now if you want to get a printed one we're going to make that possible but on that same on the page once you sign up we should make it possible for you to um 
be able to donate, even if it's just a pound or whatever you have, to the firefighters. Next is the typical where the heavenly bodies are, and I'm doing it for 22 minutes after 2 p.m. today. Woo woo! Because the twos are like alive, you know. We're 2020. It's a four year. And yeah, I don't know what else to say. Lots of twos and fours in the air. Now, I've been, I've got a special kind of live audio calendar for a few of my students. And you can work and you can ask about that as well. You would have to have already had a Sky Astrology consultation because that means I have spent a good six hours in your sky like understanding a lot of the energies and therefore I can easy easily give advice and so in the audio advice I'm looking at where the moon as it travels or as it can be seen in the constellation where it's connecting to points that were activated when you were born and telling them that by WhatsApp or as quick as possible or not telling them but telling them after so they can be conscious or you know suggesting to start making notes it's kind of like a little journey we're on so what I want to say now is on my Instagram I did say the moon was in Libra <laughs> Libra's in, using the scales and when I said because everybody was going or listening to the fact that Western astrology everyone's saying the moon is in Scorpio and it would be there for two and a half days but the reality is the Scorpio is sharing space with a focus and it's literally just there for a half a day and we already had that half a day so you kind of missed it that's my fault because I was sleeping <laughs> that's how it is you know, a half a day. Well, not a half day, but I yeah, it was this morning, and then I didn't post it. But right now, let's not spill or feel spilled milk. And while I was doing it, that's a typical thing. So let me just go back. We're we're at zero degrees of focus, but it's a deep Scorpio. But when I noticed and did the calculation that we were in Scorpio, I was working with Anna passionately, figuring out how to do this calendar. And this is the energy that Scorpio has always had, you know, really like a deep, like I just explained it. It's amazing how it's the the gesture that matters, how you don't have to have money to give. And we had a really deep discussion, Anna and I, about how to do this. And that's what I was doing during Scorpio, the moon in Scorpio. So that is for me also a verification. My, my um, Mercury is in Scorpio as well. So that is that, and the calendar will be color-coded, and so you'll have it at the beginning of each month before the new moon, because it's based on the lunar calendar. You'll have the digital version. Now, if you buy the physical version, then that's not that. Well, yeah, that hasn't been worked out yet, to be honest. But we do want you to do that, and that would raise more money. I want to put some money towards the firefighters in Australia. But if you just buy the digital version, 
you will get it every month because I don't want you to be overloaded with information. I think I will do like a brief kind of summary of the year. That's a good idea. And then I will do the monthly thing because we're, we are me and inviting you with me to do an exercise of being in the present moment. Not thinking so far ahead of time, but thinking about where the energies are every day and what element according to where the moon is. So it would be color-coded and also knowing when the new moon is. And last but not, well, no, next to last is where knowing where the sun is. And next to not least, knowing where Mercury is going retrograde and where it is before it goes retrograde, which I can tell you is, talking of twos, February 2nd. On February 2nd, 2020, our Mercury will be, very interestingly, at zero degrees Aquarius. And when it goes retrograde on beep, get the calendar and find out or Google it yourself. <laughs> I'm just joking. On the 17th of February, it will go back during its time all the way to March 10th to zero degrees Aquarius and then straight again. And this is one of the reasons why it's good to know that before. So I, you know, just kind of pulling it together. My main thing is really the graphics, putting it together. But I want to drop this calendar every month so that the focus is really on now and getting used to the rhythm of the moon as it moves through our skies and as it is aligned with the energies uh, connected with biodynamic farming in the true position gardening by the moon all that and not the tropical calculation or the western calculation for astrology and that's what the calendar does and if you want to get it please do i'm thinking it might be the membership the membership is 22 pounds a month and you get the calendar with that okay so every month so and then you would have to put in maybe a call so yeah it's going to be limited anyway because I can only you know take care of people the people who have had consultations with me they get you know, an hour call with me a month, they get exactly when the, our moon is conjunct, an important part of the tour, they get kind of a heads up as well, and there's a lot more interaction, and that is a special price. I do have a few positions left in that, but you would still have to first have the consultation, which is, um, $111 if you quote podcast because it should be 111 pounds but I'm going to keep it there because it just seems a happy price for people to pay and um, it's such an amazing journey for me to look at so many different skies and to meet some star seeds to meet some incredible people who are connected to the universe like I have never seen so yeah 
it's a win-win situation. So that's a long bit, isn't it? Maybe you want to go to the loo now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to cut this one short and come right back. So I'm back, well, right away in this podcast, but actually I took a little siesta and it's no longer 2-2-2, it is actually uh, 6 p.m., but because the moment of 22 minutes after 2 in the afternoon on January 20th, 2020 was a special moment, let's me share with you where the heavenly bodies were and then perhaps you can look back on your day and see if you noticed some things that happened there and this is kind of what my audio calendar asked my students to do and it's good to be I believe personally reflective than to expect something so to live in the moment is to do your best to live to the higher frequency, to do good, be positive, be love, and the best case scenario will happen. And then afterwards, to then reflect and see what actions you did take and what the outcomes were. And also then the icing on the cake in this sense is to see mathematically you know, if it corresponded to this moment in time, where, and now I will tell you where the heavenly bodies were, where our moon and our sun were both at zero degrees. Our moon at zero degrees of focus and our sun at zero degrees Capricorn. Yes, our sun after 33 days in Sagittarius, a fire energy, is now going into an earth energy. Totally different energies. Uh, earth and fire do not mix, do not understand each other in a direct contact situation. They do influence each other in a long-term term controlled situation. But they would need uh, some help to do that, which would then bring a third party in. And in the way, this is kind of the philosophy of the 13th sign. You, the healer, especially that the moon is in a focus. So if you were to take the soil as much as you could and think how much soil you would need, and that I mean by earth, to put out a fire that would be dangerous... You would really have to know because it's not easily done, like, say, water thrown on a fire. And the same goes true. If fire were to change earth, you would need a long time for it to turn into sand. It would take a very long time for that chemical reaction to happen. So it's not an immediate interaction of these two elements, I'm afraid. And what I say about that is to let each other be. So you've had this inspiring time in Sagittarius for 33 days. 
it's given maybe you some ideas. I know it's given me some ideas, some forward thinking, maybe some moments where you feel you can soar. You've been inspired. We're in fire. We're in Sagittarius, forward thinking. And now we're going to go into Capricorn. And Capricorn is going to help us manifest those things. Slowly but surely is the focus and what I call the quantum magic that you can do. So what you focus on is what you can achieve. And with the help of the cosmic energy, the cosmic weather I call it, and especially because Mercury is also in Capricorn. And Mercury, you're using that communication, you're using this energy that is aligned with our sun to make things happen, especially since they've all before in the full moon uh, were together in Sagittarius. So they are carrying that energy. They still holding space there. You know, it doesn't just turn off like the tap it's a flowing it's flowing it's flowing which is the name of the calendar for 2020 flowing into 2020 really understanding that we can see now seeing 2020 seeing clearly that there are no borders that we are there are no limits that we can figure out a way to achieve what we want to achieve and it is not easy let me tell you that but believe that you can, believe that your vision is not only what you see, it's what you believe. So let's go on to say that at the time, because I always start first with the time of this 22 minutes after 2 p.m. GMT time, mind you, the constellation of Gemini was rising with the path of the north node Rahu at 7 degrees. So it was 6 degrees, 33 rising Gemini, and the node was following at 7 degrees and 56. Now back to the moon, which is 7 degrees, and next to it is 3 degrees, 42 arch minutes is our Mars. So Mars is the drive this energy is now in a focus and it's good it's passionate because the focus is really kind of this water energy but it has some fire because it's between scorpio and sagittarius what they call ether so you know we it is a managing situation here but i believe a positive one then we have the South node K2 at 11 degrees 49 arch minutes. In Sagittarius, still we have Jupiter in Sagittarius at 14 degrees 37 arch minutes. The Pluto and Saturn conjunction has changed because Saturn is not approaching Pluto, but it is past Pluto. And that makes a difference when a planet is approaching as to when they are have passed it. So the approaching the conjunction is more intense than when they have passed the conjunction. But still again, they are still conjunct. They are still, let's see, yeah, less than a degree apart with Pluto being 26 degrees and 31 arch minutes and Saturn at 27 and 11 arch minutes. As I said, our sun is zero degrees and two arch minutes of Capricorn. And it's good to enjoy this moment, you know, try, you know, really use that to think 
of how to be the goat. And the goat is connected to the unicorn. But how to be the goat. How to take step, step, step and get to where you want to go. And like I said, Mercury helps how do you do that with using communication. And this is at 6 degrees and 33 arch minutes. Ah, a double. Now this is when I call double dipping and why I use time stamps of double dipping, you know, 222, two, two, is because I will find that it replicates itself. And here we have the ascendant in Gemini with the node, with the north node of purpose, at the same degree and arch minutes, mind you, because this is down to seconds, of the number. So Mercury is 6 degrees, Capricorn 33 arch minutes, and our rising is 6 degrees of Gemini 30, 33 arch minutes. So what does that mean? Well, Gemini understands Mercury, and Mercury is rising in Capricorn, so it is really showing you the possibilities that a exchange of learning and ideas can be understood by earth and air because normally capricorn and gemini do not mix you know they're as above so below and they don't uh really understand what each other does they're totally different energies but because mercury is in capricorn and the ascendant is in gemini they have an opportunity to express themselves and i have to say with the first house it would be with the life's purpose so doing things when you see things done with a collective purpose in mind this is a good example of how mercury is working in capricorn and mind you when i did this test which i spoke about that mercury was in capricorn or was i say venus Ooh, that could be venus um when i mentioned in the last episode no oh i don't know what it is now pity yeah no it is mercury it's not venus because venus is actually in aquarius so i had mentioned i had did a test and that uh, mercury is in Capricorn but you know the arm of Aquarius and this is the overlapping Aquarius overlaps with summer Capricorn that's how it is but first we have to think about the Capricorn but I believe and this is my humble opinion and my new that the unveiling and that this shift is about incorporating and understanding like scientists how to use these elements all at the same time for what they're good at and to develop a new way of understanding how to work together in a poultry dish and on this earth and in this universe yes and so that is my take on it let's go to on to what i was talking about which was venus being in aquarius at 10 degrees 29 approaching neptune which has been in aquarius for ages and will take a while to be there as you know because it has a long um cycle and neptune's at 18 degrees and 57 actually going to move to 19 degrees at some point chiron which is associated with our focus is at 10 degrees and nine arch minutes of pisces and last but not least our uranus is at three degrees and 43 arch minutes of aries now they say that that is 
you know, going to be on the new moon a square, possibly. But let me just be kind and look how that's updated with our sun. No, sorry, with our moon that moves 13 and a half degrees a day. So it's been four hours since, you know, it was zero degrees. It's going to be no longer zero degrees. So what? where has our moon moved to? And please note that the sun stays here at zero degrees. So I suggest if you have good ideas on this day to write them down and to listen to them. And I need to heed to that myself. Goodness, what how many ideas I had today? That's the problem, isn't it? When you have loads of ideas. <laughs> I think that is the struggle. And so, this is, you know, the test of today. To understand, you know, how things are working. Sorry, yeah, it is. It is to understand how to work with these things and to acknowledge them and not just to go blindly on um instinct which I used to do at to be honest as a child but what I want to say is that all these ideas you might have or when something happens or whatever might come up in a way saying there's no coincidences these are prompts and it's an opportunity for you to appreciate them and sometimes to appreciate something in the middle of doing other things, you write it down so that it doesn't get lost. Because they do. These ideas have a tendency of just disappearing from your, <laughs> your thought process because you have your energy somewhere else and not ex- exactly where um, this idea might come from. A lot of times ideas come from a another tangent because you're thinking about how to do something or you're turning around in your head and then by doing that you come up with different ideas but you're still processing one idea so you don't follow that idea but that doesn't mean that that idea is not valid and that's yeah that's what I was saying in a roundabout way and then cheekily trying to get more time because Calculation is not working. (laughs) But if we... This is a good thing. So when it doesn't work... The moon moves one degree every two hours. And it's just been four hours. So it's moved two degrees. Which would make it around two degrees of focus. (laughs) So if you have a focus in your chart. You might want to know that. Okay. Thanks for listening to me. I need to go and work on the calendar, work on so many things. And if you're interested, please click this link and be part of the membership club where you get a monthly digital calendar telling you where the energies of the moon are, which element they are, so that you can be conscious of those and be in tune with the universe and with our moon and hopefully that will 
give you an experience of how positive and empowering it is to be reconnected with the true positions of our heavenly bodies in our sky. Thanks to Sky Astrology. (laughs) That was a long and winding road. Take care of yourselves. I truly appreciate you listening. And until next time, be motivated by where the planets, where the heavenly bodies are.